Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. Good evening, this is XS Manchester and welcome to the Manchester Football Social. My name is Joe and we are here for another Wednesday with the Wednesday Club, representing the blue side of Manchester with about four hours sleep in him, all the way from Leon, just arrived at Manchester Airport, came all the way to the station because he is committed, uh, Mr Ian Cheeseman. Hello Ian. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, uh, merci. And on the red side, uh, all the way, because uh, he is committed from Oldham, uh, is Steve Shanyaski, representing the red. You're from Oldham, aren't you? Yeah, well, <laughs> Stockport, but Bonsoir. Bon- Bonsoir to you Bonsoir, Bonsoir. Uh, Today we're going to be doing oh, all... Oh, we don't want to start <laughs> speaking French. Uh, the Wednesday Club will be uh, discussing <laughs> Manchester United's and Manchester City's action in last night's Champions League, as well as looking forward to the games on the weekend. But the big thing for us today is we want to crown a mastermind champion in this studio. Two people in front of me have decided that they're going to... Sorry, Clint wants to come in. Two people in front of me have decided a... Uh, <laughs> I've deci- we've not decided anything, by the way. We've decided your specialist subject. Oh, so I thought you were going to say, have decided to take no. on each other. No, no, no. They've decided their specialist subject, if it's a player or a season or a manager, they'll be asked a selection of questions and we will see who will be taking home this lovely trophy I've got in front of me. Can you describe the trophy, uh, Ian? How will I get that on the tram? I don't really know. It's so <laughs> big. Steve, so big. Lovely, lovely trophy. size, I would describe that as. But that will be at the end of the Wednesday Club. You can always get in touch with us, 877 We've got a team of the week coming up as well. At 20 to 6. That is Curzon Ashton. 20 to 7. Just 20 to 7. worry anybody who's driving over. Oh, yeah, 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 he might be tired. I'm not on the ball. Uh, let's he's such go. a pedant cheese. He is, Watch he is, out for he's him. Such he's such a, a pain in the. Ian! Tell us about your plan, uh, your trip to Leon. How was it? Um, you are surviving on a couple hours Ooh. sleep, but sum up your trip to La France. Viva La France. You okay? Uh, Have yeah, you I'm, can I'm, you cope I'm, with I'm a, fine. I've got a, a miserable nice draw? Not yeah. like the champions that played last <laughs> night in Old Trafford, man. 
Clean sheet, one goal, boom. <laughs> Fellaini's on, no new hairstyle. He handballed it into the net and he didn't listen to the referee. We're not say. talking about United <laughs> yet, we're talking about Ian's <laughs> gorgeous trip to Leon, Steve. Uh, right, on. let, let Ian mean, have his so I'll, tell you, I'll tell you about Leon. Uh, I've pre recorded Forever Blue at 10 o'clock on. Don't Monday ruin the morning. magic. Yeah, well, you, well know, you did. Yeah, everybody must know that. And then straight to the airport, just got on the plane in time, flew out to Leon. Yeah. Had a look round, it was a bit gloomy when I got there, a bit rainy. Are you doing the... Yeah, you know, like one of them old films. I think oh, I'll, right. I'll let you carry on then. Uh, and I was on with Jim it's on Monday night. Men. with uh, we have your reservation. With Mickey and, uh, and Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and describing what a gloomy place it was when yeah, I first I arrived. And then and then the sun came out on Tuesday, mm. and it was actually quite nice. Walked down the river, had a bit of a look. There was a fireman protest. They were burning tyres in the square. They were lying down, they were setting off fireworks, all sorts. Uh, the so irony. I so I got the right irony. in the middle of it like I do, you know, a bit KT80-ish. Went right in the middle of it and interviewed one of them. And then uh, then it was the game. Now, got to tell you, Leon is a lot bigger than I thought it was. The city? The city. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's the second biggest city in France after Paris, and it's really spread out. So to get to the stadium, it, it took like an hour and a half. You know, it was an underground, a tram, a bus... That's Very a long way to people. go, isn't it? It is. And beautiful stadium. Beautiful stadium. And then afterwards, I had to try and, of course, get some interviews with fans after the game. So I talked my way into the area where all the City fans come out and then couldn't get out of it again. So I had to go back <laughs> on the bus with all the fans. They'd been kept in for a good 45 minutes and they'd been stood behind, sat stood behind netting up in the corner, which couldn't have been nice. I've been behind netting myself watching games and that is never nice. And then in what, in what context, just briefly? What, just the just... fact that you've got this, this mesh of netting, yeah. and it does your eyes in. I mean, I was behind okay. that at Real Madrid a few years ago, and uh, it might not be like this with everybody, but when you're looking through netting, your yeah, eyes yeah, keep yeah. focusing on the mesh. It's, yeah. it's, it is weird, it isn't really it? really does your eyes in. Um, and, and, so, and I saw some people sent me pictures of them right next to the Perspex separators, you know, between the City fans and, and the Leon fans. Mm. And that wasn't nice either. Anyway, I waited 45 minutes afterwards. They come out. You pile onto these buses. You stood up on a bus like a sardine. <laughs> 45 minutes. You never know when this bus is going to come to a conclusion. Remember, it's a nine o'clock kickoff over there as well. Yeah. So it's like half past midnight when you get back in the city. By then, the, the metro's stopped running. The buses have stopped running. So you've got to hail a taxi to get back to your hotel. You get back to the hotel at half one, quarter to two. We're up at six this morning on the way to the airport to fly back via Dusseldorf, straight here. And here he is. Here he is. Do I not get the trophy for that? So no, I'll it. just do a little... Yeah, the old violin. Oh, yeah. Round of applause there. Well done, mate. Violin. What did you do yesterday to watch your team today? <laughs> Stats on his backside. Did, did you go to Old Trafford? No, I opened a Heineken. <laughs> Typical United fan, eh? He didn't even go to the game. And and the, 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 he the Heineken advert come on, the music come on, I thought, oh, I think I will have a Heineken, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to dive into City's performances a bit uh, later on in the second section of show so if you're watching the game it felt like a lot of people on my timeline were travelled to Leon uh, for the game yesterday so if you did make the trip like Ian uh, 87711 uh, for you Steve then we'll talk about uh, just United we'll get the United game out of the way shall yeah. we can I interrupt Wait, him now like Ian yeah of course you can me. this is your moment by all means when he's in his please you don't want to talk about there's it, nothing to talk about <laughs> it was like in what point of Jose Mourinho's game. tactics when he uh, sat in front of the uh, United players before they went out in the big Champions League game that did dictate if they had to really take next uh, week's game against Valencia seriously or not not next week's game sorry two weeks time are you following this Steve because there's questions on this later on <laughs> there is questions on this what point did he say 
Gents, it's going to be all right. Wait till the 90th minute and Fellaini will knock one in. <laughs> Do you think that happened? I think he must have said that before the start of the game. He says, this, the guy that's going to walk out without a, uh, a mascot because he's such an idiot, <laughs> Fellaini, <laughs> have you seen the clip of that? Yeah, I've He seen lost it. his mascot. Like, it's almost like, as bad like as Scott Lukaku. He lost the plays in the derby. Have you seen, it's almost as bad as the clip of Lukaku losing the ball when he just stands on it and keeps running. I mean, there's something seriously wrong with the United camp. Every week we talk about it, it's frustrating. I actually have very little to say other than um, there were some glorious moments. De Gea's save yet again. What an unbelievable keeper he is when mm-hmm. he turns it on. He's had some weird games recently. Another favourite moment was Luke Shaw pushing that player <laughs> off the pitch. He was walking off too yeah. slowly. I thought he was going to get in trouble for that. So I Luke did. Shaw, if you've not seen it, was uh, one of the young boys was taking the time. Uh, the referee wasn't paying attention. Now, normally you get the moments where the referee would run up to the player and just say, listen, you've got to get off. You know, the crowd are going uh, a bit mad, the booing, the whistling. Come on, got to get on, get, get a bit of a jog on. The referee wasn't there. I think the referee, where I was sat... Uh, was actually having a chat with the linesman. So he was out of action. So Luke Shaw took it upon himself to basically run one of these young boy players off the pitch, uh, which caused a bit of argy-bargy, but no no action taken by the ref. No yellow card or anything. He mustn't have seen it, because it was, it was pretty spicy, what he was doing. Was first spicy. of all, it started nice, and then just got... It, you know, he probably cleared up to it. It got really, yeah, yeah. So, I'll take it. The referee saw uh, Mourinho pick up that crate of water <laughs> and slam it so down. Let's with, let's talk about Jose it. Mourinho, it, shall we? What is causing that? a storm? Uh, not just for the uh, Watergate, uh, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, everyone's saying, "Look at the passion." He, he just looks mental. Uh, it looks. A little bit fake to me. Yeah, the whole it does. thing. It's it like, does. What, what, what would you do if they scored to show a bit of passion? First of all, he kicks one, and then the second time he just picks up one and absolutely annihilates <laughs> it. Go check out the video if you've not seen it. Literally just searching Jose Mourinho and water bottle, and you will find it. Um, but the other thing Mourinho's causing a bit of controversy about is the, the look. The, the dying look. I've seen Gary Lineker tweeting about that. Yes, so, um, Rashford. Now, Rashford's on the, the bit Rashford's, just today. Yeah, the, now, he was all. He was all right. I think Rashford. What do you make of Rashford now as a United player? Uh, it's it's tragic. The thing with Rashford, he's getting to that point where he's getting himself in great positions. He's he's um he's finding himself space that isn't there. He's doing everything he can except for finishing. And I've noticed from Mourinho over the last two years, and maybe yeah, I've, I've definitely. I mean, I've chatted to people when I've watched the game. Did you see that? Whenever Rashford doesn't finish now. Backtracking a little bit, what often often happens is Lukaku has a few good game, few bad games, which is now getting more and more often, and then he puts Rashford to start. Rashford starts, misses a chance, Mourinho pulls his face. I've seen that so many times his last two seasons. I've seen it so many times. He absolutely has a thing against Rashford. You can see it in his eyes. So last night was just yet another example. Not the only, but yet yeah, another. But here's the thing. So he picks him. He picks Rashford. He was playing in his uh, the position that all United fans are crying out for him to play. Playing down the middle. Let's get yeah. some good wingers on the side for him. Yeah. And he doesn't take that opportunity. He do- oh, sorry, I'm just playing with the mask. I have. The a, I have. He doesn't take the opportunity. He doesn't on the stage against young boys. The defence week all match, and there was no ball in the back of the net from Rashford. I hundred percent agree with you, and I've said it time and time again. Unfortunately, everyone's saying, "Oh, you got to support Rashford. He's a Manchester lad." I do support him, but we need to score now. Not in two years' time when he's ripe and ready. We need a goal scorer now. That's the trouble. He's not finishing. Rashford cannot finish properly. 
it's too risky. You get you get that one opportunity in a massive game like City or Chelsea or what you get, you get one opportunity and it's about a guy that seizes that moment and gets that gets that goal. And Rashford isn't that guy, I'm afraid. He just isn't. Uh, so, one of the things about Rashford as well, so I'll describe it to you, Ian. Um, so, Rashford misses a one-on-one, and Jose Mourinho looks back to his uh, sort of substitutes and shakes his head. Bit of disapproval look. There he is snarls, a, there is a snarl about Absolutely it. snarls. Which, the initial reaction from Gary Lineker and Rio Ferdinand and Paul Scholes from the, the BT um, uh, the BT hubs, you know, afterwards the analysis, he's like, this is wrong. You know, can you imagine what the manager is. Is, is doing? However... You, there is times where people need to be put. I, I, I can't say what I want to say because I'm going to slag people off. But Fergie did that a lot. There is a, a gentleman called Samuel who writes for the MEN, and he put up a thread today Samuel on Twitter. Lucas. Samuel Lucas, yeah, he put a thread today on Twitter about four times. Fergie did that to Cristiano Ronaldo, to uh, Gibson, uh, to I think it was Park Ji Sung. He was not just turned to his backroom staff and tutted, but he was actually shouting abuse onto the pitch. <laughs> like, why did you miss that? Oh, so I miss does, does Rashford not need that tough love? Is it good if we all just said, oh, it's all right, Rashford, you miss a one-on-one, that's fine. Next week, give it a go again. The, the one thing I would say is that F- Fergie earned his position, didn't he? By the time he was doing the very things that, that Samuel Luckhurst has described, and I don't doubt for one second that what Samuel is saying is absolutely spot oh, yeah, on. Yeah, there's videos with the video Absol- footage so, so that that is that's not even in question, and I know Samuel Luckhurst, and he's a good journalist, so that, that will be accurate. However, the difference is that Fergie is is somebody who by then had won probably ten trophies or something, or maybe even you know six or seven Premier Leagues. And if you then, I'm not saying it's right, but if you then do that theatrical stuff, you will get away with it. The crowd will go with you, and even the players will respect you because of what you've done, what you've achieved, and how you've gone along and how you've gone about it. The difference with uh, Mourinho is that he's already on tricky ground, and the the, the, the supporters, from what I can see, I'm not. Red, but yeah. from what I can see, are not happy. When the manager then does it, it looks, it looks, and people start saying, "This is all about him. It's about his ego. It's about being the centre of attention. About making points all the time." And you can't do that in this situation, surely. Well, what what can I say? Mourinho's issue at the moment is anything he's saying that's about his past and his history and how great it was. He's just he's not backing it up this season. It's like the three fingers thing. It's isn't all it? well and gone. Three titles. It's yeah, all well and good for United. But look then, where right? we are. Look what's yeah. going on. The whole. Are you telling. Is everyone out there telling me that someone else couldn't get that couldn't get that uh, changing room to pull together as a single entity, as a team, and play better than. Don't they, though, when they go behind? <coughs> when when United well. go behind, they yeah. play a lot better. Yeah. Because then the shackles are thrown off. Yeah. The thing that I'm. Uh, yeah, he's worried about. And that's, about that's, United. that's 100% proof that United could play better if they had more confidence from the start and were allowed to play as an attacking team. That is the 100% evidence that you need that Mourinho's initial tactic, plan A, or even plan B, because it seems to be plan C when he when he says, I'll just go out and play how you want. Plan C 
which isn't Mourinho's plan at all, is the best way we play. Plan A and B yeah. is Mourinho and Long it's utter, plan A. utter garbage. I'd it's love <laughs> to know what goes on in them training sessions. Uh, yeah. I think people forget that football isn't just about the 90 minutes that starts and finishes. They, it's they, the build-up, it's the training. They're it's training to, to be this bad. Who's not I don't training understand. Lukaku I don't to, understand. To get his first touches <laughs> right. Who's not training the passion and the flow? So when they set up their pitch, surely they must know that Fellaini and Matt just started in that midfield and the flowed ball from the defence to the strikers it's just going to be stagnant it's not going to be quick enough to to break down defences and it's going to look awful when are they in a training session and when has Marino got his midfield set out and when is he seeing progress in that midfield he can't be seeing progress he can't be seeing Matic and Fellaini working well oh, together you know he what? must be seeing <laughs> he must be seeing what we're seeing but yet he chooses to pick them and when he gets his back line out and he's not playing by it and when he gets Jones and Smalling back in the defence and United fans are wondering why they're doing so bad that defence here's here you go four out of five oh let me get this let me get this start right he's I've read it hang on he's on one yeah Sir Alex Ferguson uh, a game in Europa League against Basel in 2011 I am pretty sure that I read five of United's players in that game in 2011 against Basel in the Europa League under Fergie Played or were on the bench last night yeah. for Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. Is- Smalling, Jones, Valencia. I'll try and get the other names to back up my point. What I'm saying is... De Gea so, must be one. De Gea, yeah. Someone's got to give. You're, you're saying basically that anyone that Mourinho signed just aren't really getting played or no. certainly aren't in starting. And that, again, just points to something massively wrong with either the attitude in the changing room, you can't get them to pull together, or just these signings are just so bad. Well, the, the, their attitude is bad or something. I'll tell you what, you, you've not seen this, Cheeseman, but you've got to watch Matic. He is the worst thing I've seen in a good many years for United. But it's absolutely... Jose Mourinho wants to do. He's appalling. He's appallingly bad. He's not. He doesn't challenge. He's a, he's a central defensive midfielder that doesn't challenge and doesn't track back. What is, is one, that? There is one point I want to make. <laughs> what is that? We're going to we are, we're we're gonna go to a break in a second. Know, this, and then United are going to talk about no more. This is this is interesting. This because oh, how? <laughs> well, is allegedly, it? I'm going to say it's interesting. How many times in the past have we had debates? Not just us, but all sorts of people who love football about whether winning is more important than the way you play. The irony is United won last night. City didn't win. I've got no complaints. I'm watching fantastic football. We've just heard that impassioned... Um, whatever it was, rant from Joe, and, and you, you, you and, 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 uh, fed up with and it, Alex mate. are We're doing the same sort of thing. All United fans are doing it, and yet, you know, you won last night. <laughs> so it isn't, so the, the, what the point is, this, it, in different circumstances, I always end up losing this argument, but I say it is about how you play. It isn't just about winning. Hmm. You want to be entertained, you want the wow factor. City have got it, United haven't. <laughs> This is the Wednesday Club. We're going to take a little break. And after that break, it's going to be all about Manchester City. Hey, uh, because oh, we no. got, got the red side of Manchester <laughs> out of the way. And obviously, uh, on the Wednesday Club, we like to have a bit of both. Uh, then the Mastermind uh, final is coming up between, obviously, wow. Steve and Ian, as well final, as... Our, was there a semi? Uh, well, well no, less, about, less about that. This <laughs> is about Wednesday. your massage <laughs> evenings, the better. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club.
Good evening, this is XS Manchester and welcome to the Manchester Football Social. On Wednesday we call it the Wednesday Club because I'm always joined by two smiling faces, one smiling bigger than the other. Ian Cheeseman representing the blue side of Manchester. Hello Ian. You're all right, don't forget there's a podcast available later. Oh, oh wow, there oh, we yeah, go. Yeah, getting plugged in a nice quid, early. Quid, quid a time for Steve that. Steve representing the red side. Hello, Hello Steve. Hello sir. Now, we often have two United fans in the studio and Ian feels ganged up against, but not really because City are flying at the minute and there is nothing that uh, Ian can't say to shut up United fans but we do have a uh, an extra pair of hands for Ian uh, today Leslie oh, is a City fan hello well Leslie okay yeah good evening fellas hello Leslie is a City fan so we are I'm thinking I mean you ganged up against this, Steve. I've, I've got the pincer pincer movement going either side of me. The two blue Velocity city fans. I was watching. <laughs> oh yeah, go down, go down. Of course you were. You I've seen it. I was, I was watching I was Jurassic. At, Park I was at the Bridgewater week. Hall. They had, they did a concert version of it. It was on the big screen. So there you go. Well, let's talk about. We've seen War of the Worlds on Sunday. See, that's about dinosaur football. Dinosaur music. Always playing. And move on to Manchester City's two-two draw against Leon. We heard the tale of Ian's trip to Leon, uh, and it sounded good, but the actual game itself, let's get into it. My first question I really wanted to ask is about Leon. So, obviously, they managed to get the three points at the Etihad, um, and then last night they were up 2-1. Uh, well, they were always leading, weren't they? They were 1-0, and then it went 1-1, 2-1, 2-2. So, my question to you is, did you see anything, Leslie and Ian, I'll start with you, Ian, in the Leon team that made you think they knew how to play against City and, and beat them and get the upper hand against City? I think they, they gave it a go. They went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. They got a lot of pace and power. Their energy levels were really high. They snapped into every challenge. They played, they pressed up, which is what Liverpool, of course, did in the games against City last year, but they had the quality to back it up. I think there are mitigating circumstances in as much as Bernardo Silva, who I believe has been City's best player of the year, wasn't playing in that game. And although... Kevin De Bruyne wasn't playing as well. We're used to that. He's not been playing for a while. And it's been Bernardo Silva, to me, who stepped up and has been the key player for City in a team, of course, that has lots of key players. But he's the one who's really stepped up. And I think they missed him last night. Uh, Zinchenko was playing at left-back. I'm not saying he had a bad game, but if Mendy had been playing there... And, and had played well, that could have made, because he's got pace, he's got power, he can stay with perhaps the Leon players. Um, but so, so that, those are the mitigating mm -hmm. circumstances. But I genuinely think that Leon are the best opposition City have played this season. That includes the Derby, that includes Liverpool at Anfield. They're the best team that, that I've seen this season. Leslie, would yeah. you tend to agree? I, I'd agree with that. I, f I think Leon, I think there's a confidence to come at us. And in the Premier League, there's so much fear around playing City now that when we meet some real quality opposition, and you're quite right, you don't get that quality in the derby anymore, do you? No, it's true. <laughs> Steve. Yeah, look, so, Steve. Took Steve so, a bit to register that. He's gone white. Yeah. He was red before, he's gone completely yeah. white. Do you and want me that, to start on that? <laughs> <laughs> I know full well what's wrong with United, but go on, go on. So, uh, Leon are great. They've got some good players. Yeah. Great same, on break. Fe is a great, great uh, midfielder. Yeah, they have um, a Mendy of their own who, who yeah. played pretty well. Yeah, and obviously Cornick right, scored a couple. Ian, I think if we'd have had Mendy there, he'd have matched them for speed, and we could have got out a bit quicker, really. But playing us on the break, I mean, that's the way. To that's play it. Us, Both their goals were really. counter-attacking, yeah. were they? Well, absolutely. that's it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think they. 
I mean, I might, I might be proven wrong as this competition goes along, but City and Leon will be the two teams that progress from this group. It's not quite been decided yet because they've got to get something, I think, in the last game. But nevertheless, it'll, in, those two will go through. And actually, if if City progress as I think they will do and they meet Leon again, I would be worried about playing Leon. I'm not saying City couldn't beat them, but I wouldn't be looking at them and thinking, well, oh, that's quite an easy one. Yeah. I think they're tough opponents. Absolutely. Can I ask, were both the goals uh, from them, counter, you know, uh, um, counter-attacking, but were they from set pieces, say corners, things like that? Or were they in open play? Because if it was open play, it would indicate that City are pushing a bit too high, yeah, really. Yeah, and then there, a, there is, there is a, you, you can make that argument, and, and they were quality goals. I don't think you, you can score cheap goals okay. against City. No. They were quality, they were real quality strikes with, like I say, quick pace and power. So you, that's why you've got to hold, and before last night, I think the last two goals that City had conceded, certainly in the Premier League, were both penalties. So they're not conceding goals. Yeah. So to suddenly concede two last night tells you a lot about how they played. Mm. And some good defending from City because Laporte did that fantastic intervention. It could have been another goal. So, you know, they really were coming at us and the, the, their probably ratio of shots to goals is probably quite high, a bit like City's is at the moment. So and The truth is that, if I'm being really honest... I thought they were the better side, Leon, and deserved to win. Very, very happy to come away with the draw, but I actually thought they were slightly the better side and, and should have won. <laughs> a little bit like young boys last night, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> it's a show I've read about Laporte that he's still not been called up to a country yet and could play for either Spain or France. That's what we did. We, we found out that he hasn't been called up to France or, French, France or Spain yet um, because he's uh, allowed to play for both. And because he's not had a call-up, he's still not had to make that decision. At well, the age of 24, what side he wants to play for. But the, looking at City and, and being such a strong defender in City squad, you know, he's going to make that decision so soon. There's a story today that the French national coach, because I think it's France that he would naturally gravitate yeah, towards, yeah, yeah. that the French national coach has said that he's quite quiet. Mm -hmm. He doesn't He doesn't mix in with the other players particularly well. He's seen as a little bit, a bit of a loner. Now, this reminds me of the era when Nicolas Anelka, who obviously was also a Frenchman, played for City, and there was an incident on a... On a a trip down to Southampton where they had a bonding session, the players, and James Milner was in that group at that time, and and he didn't want to get involved in Elker in the shooting. Now, I'm not saying it, when I said the shooting, that sounds awful, yeah. you know, it was like target <laughs> shooting yeah. in a bonding session, I don't mean anything <laughs> bad, right? But, um, and, and Elker said, no, it's all right, I'll sit all this out. Now, I'm not saying it's the same thing with Laporte, and certainly there's no indication that at City there's any issues, but the, 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 the story coming out today is that the French national coach says he's a bit quiet he doesn't fit into the group he prefers to be on his own sit out of group sessions and that sort of thing as if that but, but even if that is the case mm -hmm. why would he still you don't go oh he's, he's a bit quiet so we'll yeah. not pick him yeah. that's yeah. crazy isn't it? surely such a good player like that will be featured in France. i imagine kante is quite a quiet character i know he's a lovable guy he looks like it yeah he looks very very meek doesn't he yeah why are we bringing up Kante? Oh, you just bring us on a tangent sometimes. No, N'Golo Kante, because if he was to play for France, that's, there's another very quiet character, but clearly you would want him on your team every time you played. Exactly. You that's my point. You? you need a mixture of characters in any, any team, whether that's at work or your football mm -hmm. team. Yeah. If everybody's outgoing and confident, then, you know, that's not always the best 
kind of scenario for yeah, you need the quiet one to sort of bully and go and get the bruise <laughs> in and that, don't yeah. Yeah, by the way <laughs> I, I am thirsty <laughs> right let's go oh, okay I'll go and get them <laughs> let's move on to a, a player that I thought was going to start for City and I'm, I'm sure we all did and uh, there's a lot of tweets flying around going I think uh, we would expect him in the, in the squad but obviously it was a big game and he, and he didn't make it Phil Foden uh, and only came on that in the 91st minute now, Leslie, for such a young player, and we spoke before about Rashford, and we've got Lingard on the pitch, and there's young players creeping through the United squad. For Phil Foden, do you want to see him on that pitch? Even though he might not give as good a performance as the other players on the bench, but surely a little baptism of fire, not a baptism of fire, but surely an experienced Champions League game like that would have done him I, wonders? I think once we've qualified, then Phil could maybe get a full 90 minutes, he could start. Um I mean, in the old, I, I'm getting on a bit now, so in, in my day, you'd have gone on at 17 and 18, and you'd have had to have made the best of it, really. Um, they're a bit more, seem to be more protected now, these younger players. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, in the next Champions League game, maybe you, sh you should start him. Um, you know, and it is, must be frustrating for them young players to have that all that yeah. adrenaline, and you're waiting to go on and have your moment, and it's a couple of minutes. I mean, he's, he's come on a few times in the Premier League, so that, you mm -hmm. know... Yeah, yeah. I think he's done well when he came on in he's the Premier League. He's done really... I mean, his confidence is absolutely fantastic. So, you know, now, now we've got it in the bag, maybe then he can play him in the next round, really, and start him and give him a good mm -hmm. feel of a full 90 minutes. How do you think he's going to go, Ian? Do you think he's going to get on? Do you think he's going to play games this season? Do you think... It's interesting, because were, were you a bit like, ah, oh, I would have liked to see no. him fill start? No. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm against... Not against. I'm, I seem to be the opposite view of most City fans at the moment who were chomping at the bit for the Stockport in yesterday to start and everything. And I, I can't help <laughs> thinking at the moment that the hype is, is, is actually bearing down on the lad a little bit there's too much hype too much expatiation too much clamor even when he warms up on the touchline people are going into rhapsodies of you know giving him applause and everything so that it, he must feel then that when he comes on he's trying too hard he's got too much pressure on him i think it actually might do him and i know not many city fans will agree with me on this but maybe he should go out somewhere and play six months or a year on loan and, and have that pressure taken away from him and allow be allowed to develop I'm not sure yet whether he's going to be good enough I, I really don't know and it's interesting because in the debate you had Steve before about Rashford yeah you know it, it was the same type of thing really I know Rashford's a little bit older than Foden mm. but you're saying I don't want to wait two years till he starts to score goals we need those goals now yeah well the way City are now and obviously the way United want to be and have been in the past, and Liverpool are, you can't play a young kid and go, well, hopefully this will help him develop. You haven't got time for that. You're, no, in, a, you're yeah. in a prem, you're in a champ. If City had lost last night to Leon, then Leon, I think, would have won the group, and City would have had to have beaten Hoffenheim, and suddenly you've put yourself Changes under a lot of pressure. Yeah. And if, yeah. that, the, the, issue, the issue with pressure is I always found, and it, also in my job, as soon as, soon as you have a, an, a second thing going through your head at the same time, then you, you're going to create errors. There's going to be errors. You need just a completely pure thought. If it's on the fo football pitch or playing golf or, for example, me doing stand-up comedy, as soon as I'm thinking of two or three things that, that are external and worrying, that causes problems and you're not in the moment. So the pressure issue, you've you got to make him have as minimal amount of pressure as possible and playing him in a game like that I don't think would be ideal. You know, keep dropping him into Premier League games yeah. when they're, you know, when they're yeah. seven goals up. You know, and I think going on loan to do well. is a difficult one because where is he going to go on loan to to learn the kind of football Pep 
wants him to learn that's and that's very a difficult true. one isn't that it that is very true so, he doesn't just play football does he yeah. uh, let's just quickly talk about um, a subject that Ian brought up in the office it caused outrage should have Fellaini admitted that he handballed the ball in the box to the score outrage, Manchester United should he have scored should he have admitted because a lot of City fans on Twitter are saying well Sterling the, obviously the kick which created the, which, uh, the referee gave the penalty to um, the other week um, everyone's saying Sterling should have admitted that he tripped up yeah. should have Fellaini admitted that he handballed well, the ball well that's a little bit more clear cut in the Sterling thing because he clearly kicked the ground and took up a massive divot for with Fellaini. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know, but <laughs> somehow, no, oh. I'm going to be, I'm going to be realistic. He definitely handballed. He definitely handballed that. Did, right, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You'd have to be a blind madman to not to not see it <laughs> or have a big afro. Well, he's not got that anymore. anymore. It's gone. But he had his hand behind his back. He sp- takes his hand from behind his back, hits the ball in front of him, and scores the goal. Now that is what happened. Should he have admitted it to the? He's never going to do it. Leslie, should he have admitted he's it? He's never yeah. going to do it. It, it's it not- don't matter if he does have effort. If the ref didn't see it, the goal's going to stand. So you know. But I, I've I'd been l- having a joke with the fellas saying, "Now he's had his hair cut. I wonder if he's going to be like Samson." <laughs> and you're not going to be able what, to play even worse. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't. Yeah, you can only hope. Eh? Yeah, you can only hope. <laughs> oh, right. oh no, no! We have to take a little break. But before oh. that, um, we have been. Gearing up to this, uh, I um, I, well, yeah, I came up with this idea this morning. So I say it's in the making, but Steve and Ian have come up with a specialist subject that they want to be tested on. So want to be tested on. Yeah, want to be tested on. Right, here's the thing: it's not going to happen now. It's going to happen after the break. After we speak to our team in a week, Curzon and Ash. Celebrity, this isn't it? They get you all set up into a break. To build up the tension, (laughs) Ian Cheeseman, can you tell me who your specialist subject is going to be after the break? Mick McCarthy. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> not. No, it's not. Who's it going to be? Colin Bell. Colin Bell. Why is it going to be Colin no, Bell? No, 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 no. We'll get into like that. I've got to go to a break. He's a player okay. I've always admired. Steve, who is your special subject going to be? The one, the only, the greatest United player ever to put on a kit. Norman it's, No, it's Norman Whiteside. <laughs> Norman <baby>. Whiteside. <laughs> right, so coming up, Ian answers questions and Colin Bell and Steve on Norman Whiteside on our Excess Manchester Wednesday Club uh, Mastermind. And Leslie, because you are uh, a new person onto the Wednesday she Show, can help me, can't you she? have to do Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I'll <laughs> okay. tell you all about I was what that is. Say I could do pies. But... <laughs> you could do pies. Well, I'll speak to you about that uh, right after this. Excess Manchester. <laughs> This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. Good evening, my name is Joe McGrath and this is the Wednesday Club on the Manchester Football Social uh, with the blue side. Two blues in the studio today, Leslie and Ian. Hello team. Hello. Uh, Make sure you get Ian's Forever Blue uh, podcast with Paul Lake on it. Uh, That is on the Manchester Football Social, um, obviously, podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. On the red side, we've got Steve Shanyaski. Hello. Right, so we do this thing called Team of the Week. It's very simple. Very, very simple. If you're in a club or you're, you know, any kids play for a club or any of your relatives play for a club and you want them to get on air and just have that moment where they can just talk about what club they play for uh, and just give it a bit of a plug so anyone in the local area can get down and go check them out. None of the big million pound dollar clubs in the Premier League. Let's move away from that for just this section. And we've got Curzon Ashton. Uh, we've got Elena. Hello, Elena. I've said it right. Elena? Hello. How are yeah, you doing? Elena, Let me just hello. get this right. Let me get you a bit louder, Elena. Let's see how you love your voice. Hello. 
Hello. Good How evening. Are you doing? Uh, good evening to you. You're on the Wednesday Club. Uh, we, we, we don't bite. Ian, Ian might actually. Uh, <laughs> Elena, you tell us please about Curzon Ashton, your role in the club, uh, and how long you've been doing yeah. it for. Um, so, I'm the media officer down at Curzon Ashton, so I've been here um, a couple of seasons now in a, in a voluntary role, much like um, a lot of people that work at the club. Um, we only have four full-time members of staff, so we rely really heavily on, you know, the local community to come down and help out, much like, a, uh, I'd assume, a lot of non-league clubs. Um, so, that's kind of my role, really, on a, on a match day down there. Um, during the week, kind of catching up, doing interviews with the team, and as well supporting a lot of our community initiatives. Um, we run as a community club, so like I said before, we rely heavily on kind of donations, um, volunteers. Um, we've actually recently just launched a new partnership to Office Tech. So thank you to Jay Dixon um, cool. down at Office Tech. They've kindly um, become our official community partner. We're really able to kind of improve the initiatives we're already running um, reach kind of the wider community and also start up kind of a lot of new initiatives um, starting really with something we've done previously in, in the past years which is, is something I think a lot of people should know about but we open our doors on Christmas Day um, so between 10 and 12.30 you know people can come down that are socially isolated, homeless, you know maybe just wanting a bit of company on Christmas Day um, and we put on a, a Christmas breakfast for them. If they're within the team side area and um, we provide transport and we can go pick them up um, and as well this year with, with obviously the help of kind of new sponsors and partners being able to help fund this um, we're launching an over 50s dinner as well so on the 20th of December and I don't know if, how long you've, you say you've been there a couple of years were you at the FA Cup tie against Wimbledon I wasn't, unfortunately, no. That was what, just I, before I, I started at what, the club. What a, that is one of the best FA Cup ties I've seen in recent years. What year years. was that, do you remember? It was, it was about three years ago. Um, it was 4-3 yeah. to, to Wimbledon. I think Curzon, yeah. if I remember rightly, were 3-0 up. 3-0 up. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Amazing game. Yeah, yeah, this had, year. They no, also had not. the honour, and, 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 and Elena's mentioning the, about, you know, helping homeless people and everything. I had the honour of being the... PA man at Curzon Ashton uh, for a homeless England. Uh, England have a homeless team, uh, and they yeah. I can't remember if they played Holland or something like that. Anyway, I was the uh, the, the stadium announcer for that, uh, and I'm very proud to be involved in that. So I know that you do loads of great loads work down there at Curzon Ashton. Well, if the people want to yeah. get involved with the club, um, head over to Twitter and Facebook and yeah. get all the information there. Yeah, all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, um, website, curzonashton.co.uk, um, and you can find myself as well um, and some of the rest of the team on Twitter. So, you know, drop us a message, come down to the club. Um, we've now not got a home game currently scheduled until Boxing Day, but that's the big Ashton derby, so we'll play Ashton United. Oh, oh um, wow. Big Ashton derby. Big Ashton Derby on Boxing Day, and um, before that we we travel to FC United next weekend as well. Um, so if anybody wants to come down, we really appreciate all the support that we can get. Come down, we've got a range of really great prices. We've got free season tickets for the under 16s, um, pay what you can afford season tickets for students in the area as well. So we'd really love as many people, you know, to come down, support the initiative, and get involved. It because it really makes um, a big difference. Mega Ella, thank you very much for coming on and being our team. Of the week, that's Curzon Ashton, uh, and thank you for giving your time to Excess Manchester and the, uh, and the football social. Right, so 
before uh, we do our um, big mastermind, <laughs> get rid of that. Uh, we are going to everyone who comes on the Wednesday Club has to be sort of initiated, Leslie. Right, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Leslie. It's a very simple uh, game, but right. it does. It does... Just pop your clothes on the chair, then. Yeah, it does, it does... Not it makes people... Everyone's, everyone's brain sort of freezes. Yeah. You've both done it. It's, it's not the strange. easiest game. Something it sounds very it. simple. Joel's brain froze. It's called Shuffield Wednesday. Right. You get 30 seconds to name as many players, and this is their second names, as you can, beginning with a certain letter. Oh, okay. You do not get to know the letter until I hit go on my timer. Leslie, are you ready, I am ready. to be initiated God, into the Wednesday Club? Leslie, your no na name, your name is Leslie. Your letter is H. Hartford. Yeah, keep Hart. going. Yeah. Holland. Hughes. Hurst. <laughs> Another Hughes. Howarth. Howarth. Hank. <laughs> It's a player called Hank. I'm not going to give you that one. I'm going to do it sick. You're equal. All right. Come on. You can do it. Uh... Seven oh, is the record. That was a good start. No, it was a good start. Does, and then it starts the to get yeah, to you. But seven's the record. Seven me and Cheeseman record. only Hang ever got four. Actually, did you say, you said Hughes, didn't you? And you yeah. meant there were two different ones you no. were yeah. for. Which, yeah. which one were you going for? I was thinking of Mark and... Uh, and then there's Will Hughes, of, obviously, yeah, who played for City. Yeah. All right, OK. So yeah. eight, there you, you go. go. You got eight, Leslie. You are our... Leader. Champion. get on. Right, so now it's time... So, uh, today I decided I wanted to do a mastermind with these two gentlemen in the studio. One of them. We've just run out of time. See you next week. We'll nope. be back again tomorrow. I'm giving you a left arm. You stay there. I've got five minutes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to do a mastermind. You were asked to pick a specialist subject. Uh, Ian, what have you gone for? The works, or the early works of <laughs> Colin Bell. The early works of Colin Bell. Oh, Steve, what have you gone for? I've gone for the greatest United player ever to have lived, which is uh, Norman Whiteside. She's going to be asked about these specialist subjects. Um, how confident are you feeling? I'm not so confident finding out that Ian Cheeseman wrote Colin Bell's book. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I've got if loads he, of pressure If I beat you, <laughs> that book's going to start going on okay. Amazon yeah, okay, 99 okay. Right. pal. So this is the Wednesday Club. Not all is as it seems. Unfortunately, I'll be telling you a lie. What? We're, we're going to do them the other way around now. You're going to do them the other way around. <laughs> Steve, you're going to be answering questions on Colin Bell. Are you dreaming? Are you dreaming? Ian, you're going to be answering questions on Norman Whiteside because I thought that would be funnier. Right. No, but, but you, 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 I'm not <laughs> going to get anything. I'm not going to get anything. So we're multiple choice. Who wants to go first then? Let him go first. Yeah, you go first. Right. Okay. Are you All ready right. for this, Steve? And if I get, if he gets the answer wrong with Whiteside and I get it right, I get more points. Let's just, go. just five <laughs> questions on Colin Bell. Uh, you don't, there's no time limit, so take your time, although we have got a couple I'm of I'm going to look at Ian's eyes and see when he flinches and that's the right answer there. Here we go, we're going to start <laughs> now. Uh, how many appearances did Colin Bell make for Manchester City? Was it A, 394 or B, 494? <laughs> 
Well, I'm going 394. You got 394. I'm going to go 494. I'll tell you at the end. This. No, no, you can't. He said it. Okay, no, okay. That's one for me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, 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 he did make 494. Yeah, I was going right. to say 494 because I thought, why would you write a book? But then I thought, what's the point of reference No, he anyway? made 394. That's me. Oh, no, On no, Wikipedia, it says no, 394. That means that you get the point. Shot yourself in the foot there. No answering now. This is Steve's turn. Awesome. One, Bell one came on as a sub uh, in the 1970s World Cup for England in the quarterfinals against Germany. Which United player did he replace? Bell? What? Bell, you said? Colin Bell came on in the 1970s quarterfinal World Cup for England, but which United player did he replace? <gasps> uh, what year did you say, sorry? 1970s. Ah, uh, um, uh, I know. 70. Stevie Koppel. No. Stevie Koppel. No. Nice then. Bobby Chow. Yeah, Chow so sorry, Stevie, you're wrong. <laughs> Just on one in a minute. Right. With total of 48 appearances for England, how many goals did Colin Bell score? Was it A, 5 or B, 9? Oh. Oh. Go, go five. over here. 9! Oh. Oh. Hey, 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 hey. Wrong again. Into my trap again. What month is his birthday in? Oh, come on. I know all these. No getting A, B, or C. What month is his birthday in? 25th. Can come on. That? Come on. You Steve. know, it's September. Steve. Same as yours. September. February. February. And what is Colin Bell's nickname? Come on, you must know this. You must know this. Absolute Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Colin the Absolute Bell. (sighs) Right. I'm all right then, don't I? So now, Ian, it's your turn. You've just got to beat one. We'll start off. No, because I can regain points. No, you can't. No, you can't. Don't Don't you understand? Norman Whiteside, how tall is he? A, five foot nine, or B, six foot two? Five foot nine. Yeah, six foot two. Stick it in the pile. Stick it in the pile. Where did Norman Whiteside go after playing for Manchester United, Ian? I got this one, baby. No, no, no. Go on. Where did he go? Western North End. Everton. Everton. (laughs) Stick it in. I would have won this. What month is his birthday in, Ian? October. (gasps) No, it's me! <laughs> yes, it I would have won this! I would have won this idiot! You're an idiot! How many goals did he score for Manchester United? <gasps> Was it A, 47 or B, 57? 57. How many did you think it was? No, it, uh, 38, wasn't it? No, 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 well, I've got here on Wikipedia, 47, so Steve, you need to get this one right for it to be a draw. Okay. Complete Norman Whiteside's nickname, Shankill. Oh, uh, you're not, you're not, you're doing, you're I'm just checking the Colin Bell answer, by the way. Look at that on Wikipedia, the one you said I got wrong. Yeah, you said 494. Am I answering this? And that is the correct answer. How many appearances you got for six? Jesus. Yeah, but you said 494. Oh, it's the right answer. But it says 394 there. No, it doesn't. It says 494. Let's have a look. You're cheating, you're Ian. Oh, what's happening here now? Well, I'll tell you the answer to this. Ah! 394! No. Appearances! says appearances, 394! Oh, man. Cheesy. You've got to complete this to get a draw. I know the answer to this. Go on, will you finish it for the win? Uh, skinhead. Yeah, Skinhead. Right, skinhead. right, we've only got 20 seconds left. I was counting his very appearances. I don't care, I said Man City. <laughs> 
Right, Steve wins. You, uh, bizarrely, you got none on Norman Whiteside, and Steve got the first Every one right. Every single one. So you won. I what was the last question on Norman Whiteside? Complete, Shank, complete his, complete his nickname, Shankill. And, skinhead. No, no. You, <laughs> well, Leslie, thank you very much. Sorry it's for the kiss. You are our record holder for uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Wonderful. That's well cool. done. City fans are used Smashing. to being uh, oh, record holders. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, the Wednesday yeah. Club is over for another week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Steve, been a pleasure. Oh, it's my pleasure. Ian, unfortunately, got to be with you next Wednesday with Alex, so I'll <laughs> see you then. This has been the Wednesday Club. Download the podcast as well, and we'll uh, see you tomorrow for the full-time Devils Takeover at 6. Excess Manchester. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.